Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Don't you feel? There's magic in the air. Magic in the water. It's everywhere. Last one, the cops are broken. Go! What's your name, little fella? Rocket. Dad and I are on holiday. Why's your name Rocket? My dad likes to say it's because I'm out of this world. Piss off. You getting my boy out there, Rippy? Who? Your imaginary friend. All right, love. She's a weirdo. Pretty cute, though. Right there. Rocket! Let's go! I don't have time to explain it. Leave no tracks, all right? Take everything. Let's go, let's go! What's happening down there, buddy? It's warm with police, boss. I never told you what my job was. I do a bunch of stuff that I don't want to do. Where's Rocket? It's mine. She hasn't been around for a while. Your father's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Now look at me. Look at me. Sometimes in life, things have to get a lot harder before they get easier. You're nothing but a crook and a liar. Do you know how that feels? To be left and to be lied to again and again? Do you? Thanks for being my dad. Thanks for being my son. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 452, releasing August 18 in Australian cinemas, is Bosch and Rocket, a coming-of-age story about an adolescent boy who goes on a magical road trip with his father, a drug dealer on the run from the police. Starring Luke Hemsworth and Rasmus King, Bosch and Rocket is a beautifully portrayed and gorgeously shot story of father and son, love and forgiveness, Directed by Tyler Atkins, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Tyler, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. You know, it's really interesting, this film. So from all accounts, it is inspired by your own childhood. And from what I from a little bit that I know of it, just doing my research as a child, it was a very kind of traumatic experience for you. As a storyteller and as a person, when do you know um, that this is the right time now to talk about the things that happened to you as a kid in the form of a movie was this kind of like a, a project that's always been bubbling kind of like within your mind within your soul um and you just found out now is the right time to really kind of put that out there for everyone else to, to experience as well yeah exactly it's it's a hard one you know being in the industry i studied acting for 10 or 12 years through school you know um and you sit on stories you sit on you sit on things this i sat on for quite a long time and i was never in a position to tell it I never had the skills for starters until, you know, now I've sort of been working my way up through the industry and assisting great filmmakers. So I started learning skills. But mm. I, I'd been writing this story for six years 
And I started writing it when I was in a pretty, pretty dark place of my life. Um, but it was really cathartic because I could, I could write something and get it off my chest. And, and I only got to that place after I forgave my parents, after I came to peace with, with what I went through as a kid. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell everything in this story. Really, it was just a slice of life into, you know, a couple-year period within my life um, because you've got to try and, and squeeze that into an hour and 40-minute movie. So mm. it was really challenging, but the reason I did it was because, you know, I became a dad and I saw the repercussions of unconscious parenting and, and the actions and, and what that does to children. And I believe it's something we don't talk about as a community as often is, is what are my actions doing to my kids? What what am I doing unconsciously that is affecting them because they're sponges and they absorb everything? Um, so, yeah, it was, and especially in this time of our planet, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of hate, it's rampant, and I really wanted to explore that for my first film because, you know, you've got to do things that are personal, and, and to me I, I had an intention of, of why I wanted to tell this story. It's really interesting you're talking about becoming a father. I'm a dad as well. We've got two boys. 10-year-old oh, and a 7-year-old. Oh, cheers, mate. And to you as well. You know, it's really interesting that it is true when you become a dad, you kind of think about the stuff that you do because you don't know. These little people, they look up to you. They soak yeah. in all the stuff that you have. And I myself, I quit drinking several years back. I don't smoke anymore. I try to kind of like lead by example in the things that I do. And I think it's a really important thing to, to kind of realise. And, and when I was watching this movie that, you know, a lot of times your kids look to you as not only just dad, but as kind of like the representation of what being an adult is. And I think it's really important that uh, fathers and mothers and everything in between should really kind of realise that when they have their children. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's no textbook um, on how to do it. Uh, I've been sober for coming up nine years now. Congrats. changed my life. Um, even in my marriage, you know, it's, you know, you, you, you're not, you're not, out of balance you're you're very clear and you can um get through a lot of things in your life without alcohol and drugs because that sent me into spirals so you you, you're completely right and it was one of the major reasons why i wanted to tell this story is because um you know we learn hate and and when we see it in our families and when you grow up in environments that have drugs and alcohol it's very it's not a stable environment and your relationships are fear-based and your core relationships in this planet are fear-based because that that's your foundation as a kid and when you you know you've got parents that will snap like that I mean it's there's no security there that's not security and it requires you to go back inside and when you get older and really start understanding what this is and how do we address this within myself and that requires a lot of self-work you know and and i was fortunate enough to put a lot of time into myself through my 20s um to to really grow as a human and and be okay with the mistakes i make because we all make mistakes you know and i think that's what bosch does too he made a mistake and the repercussions were quite quite heavy on 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 his child Mm. so yeah, I really wanted to explore that because one bad choice can change everything Mm. and that's that's the reality of our planet Sometimes when in life, it's not even the choices that you make. Sometimes shit just gets lumped on your end. In making yeah. this movie, Bosch and Rocket, you got a lot of stuff lumped on you. It was like <laughs> COVID pandemic happened, order with Queensland closed, so you lost the majority of your crew. You had to recast a few people of your cast. When you are facing with that kind of adversity on your first you know, feature film, does the time that you put in in, in growing yourself as you, the person you are now, the wisdom 
the emotional intelligence. How does that come into play when dealing with kind of like the kind of struggles that making this film uh, brought towards your door? Yeah, yeah, it was really challenging. I mean, you know, we were shoot one of the first films to shoot through COVID. We had no insurance, no completion bond. We lost our caterers, our crew. It just it was just everything that went wrong did go wrong. But you know, you got to persevere because filmmaking's problem solving. A big part of it's problem solving because nothing ever really goes right. Um, but I think it's that perseverance and it's not giving up and it's it's having that attitude to just there's a way through every block there really is even when you can't see it you just got to commit to a decision or a choice and you go and I'm a religious person I remember praying to God and I said and I was so beat up at this stage it was about two weeks before we started shooting and I just said you know I didn't have an actor for Bosch you know Luke hadn't come on yet and I just said God if you want this story told it's so much bigger than me I'm just a vessel of this story to tell it and if you want this story told, I need help because there was just no end in sight. We, we had no money, you know. It, it was hell. It was hell. But I, I think I, it took me quite a few days when we started Principal Photography to find my voice as a director because it's hard. You know, you've got 60 people looking to you. And I had my actors in spades because I studied acting for 12 years. So acting's my foundation within this industry. So I knew that was fine. I knew the material. I was writing it for five or six years. I knew every beat. I knew every word. I knew every moment. So I, I was very prepared. But then when you start to shoot, everything goes wrong. So it was a challenge and it took me two, two or three days to find my voice. And lucky I had Ben Not there, who was our cinematographer, who, you know, he really held the ship for the first couple of days until... I, I, you know, there was one moment in particular that I remember very clearly where I found my voice as a director. And then we just, you know, we shot in chronological order. So it is a little clunky to start, but we really mature. Rasmus matured. I matured through that production. And you can tell it starts getting more polished towards the end of the movie, you know. So, yeah, it was, it was really hard. It, it's hard. And, and at some stage, you got to take the training wheels off from a boy and grow into that man that can run a crew. Um, and that, where does that shift happen? You know, and I was fortunate it happened quite early on in the, in the production stage. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you love. Rasmus King, who plays the Rocket, is terrific in the role. 
the thing I find really interesting about the character of Rock is that he has a sanctuary. That sanctuary is the sea, the ocean. He's a surfer. Rasmus is a surfer in real life as well, competitive surfer at that. And I know the surf is something that you know very intimately as well. What is it about the ocean, about the surf, um, that makes it such a, even though it's such a vast environment in front of you, it makes it such an intimate one when you're in that water that even though you're surrounded by crashing waves and everything else, that you can kind of just drop out, let go, and just really center yourself um, the way that kind of rocket does in this movie? Yeah, well, well I realized in my life that that was the one thing that saved me was the ocean because, you know, my, my mother wasn't around and my dad was never really home too much, you know, and I just used to go in the ocean and sit there for five hours, for six hours. It was my mother. It really is my mother. It still is now. Um, and the ocean is everything to me. And I, I needed to portray that in this film because I wanted to show a kid that had an outlet mm. because if I didn't have that outlet, you know, I would have found drugs. I found drugs later in my life that, you know, that really brought me down a bad path, but I would have found them earlier because you've got nothing to do. You've got no outlets. Um, so I really wanted to show how powerful and how healing our planet is because and every day, every moment, our planet is is offering us like air, oxygen, food, water. It's It really is our mother. It's one of our parents, I believe. And, you know, when do you ever thank that? When do you ever go, thank you so much for, for giving me this food or giving me this clean air? Or um, So I really wanted to show the dignity that our planet deserves within this film. And I wanted to show Rocket, you know, his pain dissolves in the ocean like surfers. That's what. That's why we do it. When it comes to the nature of this story, that's very raw, very intimate. And you've had a few screens so far in the festivals here in Australia and different places around the world. Do you have people coming up to you uh, telling you that they've experienced something similar in their lives and, and and that this movie has kind of touched them in a profound way as well? Because while I haven't had that experience, I did find the movie to be incredibly moving and heartbreaking. And I imagine that anyone who might have experienced the same kind of things maybe you did in your kid would have find a cathartic experience of themselves having watched the film. Yeah, it, it, it's profound how many people this touches. I think it's a universal theme, parenting. I mean, we've all gone through it one way or another. Some some people are less fortunate and don't have parents when they, you know, they come into this planet. Um, but but a majority of people have gone through this. A majority of people have trauma around their childhood. A majority of people still, you know, haven't forgiven that. Um, some people have amazing family. You know, it, it, it really hits people. It hits all audiences, whether they're 70 year olds, 60 year olds, because, you know, you'll see that they want to mother rocket or they want to, they, they have so much empathy and compassion for rocket, but then it really rocks people, you know, my age, because they've got young kids like you and me and you kind of go, Whoo, what am I doing to my children? Like, wow, what is, it's really powerful. It's multi-layered. So each person has their own individual experience with it. And um, I've really noticed that through all our screenings. Even in America, we won the Grand Jury Prize at Mammoth Film Festival and we had hundreds of Americans at, at our screening and they walked out of there just tears in their eyes, just rocked. So it does translate to that universal theme of, of parenting and, yeah. I think what really got me at the end is that, you know, Rocket for all intentions and he would have been justified. So he could have been angry. He could have been filled with hate, but he left his story with forgiveness and love and 
and he made good with his father. I think that story at the end, that decision at the end, I think on your part as a storyteller, does, does wonderful things for people when they watch it. I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, that took me a lot longer in my life. It took me into my mid-20s before I actually started touching on this subject with my parents. Um, I never went into violence or hate, but I was just sad and depressed and abandoned mm. and hurt. Um, but, yeah, you know, I had to tie it into an hour and 40-minute film. But really there's no time on that. It's just that process. It takes a long time to heal. It doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, I just think starting this conversation, what my film does start that conversation is the first stage to having a conscious communication about giving forward is forgiveness. And and hopefully that that's what it does to the audience. Well, I hope it does as well. And the movie releases next week, August 18, in Australian cinemas, Bosch and Rocket. I really recommend everyone watch this on the big screen because the, the, cinema, the cinematography in this film is just absolutely gorgeous. It really is. Um, the, the use of natural light and also the uh, kind of like the nature um, of the of the waves and everything. You guys just capture all of that. And um, I recommend everyone check out this movie. It's a, it's a film that really does hit you in a lot of layers. It's a, it's a crime story. It's a story about fathers and sons. It's a story about love and forgiveness and everything else in between. It's a story about life, essentially. Yep. And uh, um, Tyler Atkins, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today and best of luck with the film's release next week. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me on.